good cover design is not only about beauty. It's a visual sales pitch. It's your first contact with a potential reader. Your cover only has around three seconds to catch a browsing reader's attention. You want to stand out and make them pause and consider and read the synopsis. Eva Lancaster. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I am Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. And today we are going to be talking about designing the cover of your book. Yay! This is something that you should be doing after the book is written, after the book has been edited. It's really the last step before you start marketing. Yes. And you have to have the cover before you start marketing because it's the visual representation of your book. You want people to associate the cover with the marketing that they've done. Otherwise, they don't know that this is the book that they've seen and heard so much about. So there are three basic art styles for covers. You have your art, you have your picture, and you have your graphic design. Art, illustration, that's your traditional like fantasy kind of cover where you actually have somebody drawing, say, a scene from your book. You see Harry Potter on the broom reaching out for the snitch. This can be pretty costly because you have to hire someone. Who knows what they're doing, please. At Aspen House, though we don't require you to use one of our artists for your cover, we would recommend it. So if you're going to go art, make sure that you have someone who can draw the style you want. Something that announces to the reader, this is the genre of this book. This is definitely a poetry book. This is definitely a fantasy book. Because those are two very different kinds of art styles in the front of a book. So the kinds of books you'll mostly see art on are a lot of your fantasy, some of your YA fantasy, or sometimes an urban fiction sort of novel. There's also a big difference between digital art and hand-drawn. Digital art tends to lean toward a little bit of a graphic design minimalist sort of look. And you're going to see some of the digital art in sci-fi. So when you see the spaceship blowing up the planet, that didn't actually happen. They didn't actually take a picture. That's somebody drew that and they used digital art to put it together to make it look real. So your computer graphics artists are the same people who are doing that. Just think about the different styles that you would want if you're looking to go for art. Another main format for cover design are pictures. This can be costly, but it can also be very inexpensive at the cost of unique There are basically two ways to go about getting a photograph to use as your cover. You can use stock images, Pexels. Canva is pretty popular. Getty images. I mean, basically anywhere you can get stock photos. Sometimes you have to pay for them. But understand when you're going the stock photo route, anyone can use that image for your book. Someone else has access to it. So you have your stock photos, but you also have custom photos. You can hire a photographer to take the images. There is a photographer in our local area who specializes in underwater photo shoots. Oh, they're beautiful. Such gorgeous pictures. And now I really, really want to hire him to take a picture for a book. I want to write a book that this guy can take a picture for. This may sound like insanity talking, but if you've seen uh, his work, you would totally agree. It's like, I'm going to write a book based around that picture so I can purchase it off of him so I can have it as my cover. 
So that's another way you can do it is hire a photographer that is going to be more costly because you have to pay for equipment, you have to pay for their time, their effort, and then likely their editing skills, along with probably a little bit of copywriting. So you have the right to use that as your book cover. So if I'm in a bookstore and I see pictures on books, what kind of books am I looking at? A lot of them, unfortunately. (laughs) So one of the most common is actually going to be your nonfiction. A lot of your self-help where it's written by somebody famous, they'll have their mug on the front of the book. It's also very common in adult romance novels, some YA realistic fiction novels. Sarah Dessen actually is one of the authors that I can think of that uses photos for almost every single one of her covers. There's no faces, there's no heads. It's a bunch of headless YA books, but you know, it's there. (laughs) See, I'm not sure I like ever, I know I'm going on a tangent here. I'm not sure I like seeing the main character on the cover of the book. I like to imagine it. I like to imagine the character looks like this or looks kind of like this actor I know. And so I'm not as opposed to chopping off heads as you are. And you can take that however you want, but... I am okay not seeing the main character's face because I like to imagine it. And that's part of the fun of reading for me. So it all depends on what you want and what your target audience would want. You said there were three kinds? Yes. The third kind is your graphic design. This is very simple, very brandable. It can be very cheap. A lot of the times in the graphic design, you'll see the 60-30-10 rule. This is where 60% of the cover is one color, 30% is another color, and 10% is an accent color. So 60% is the beige, and then 30% is the crown, and then the 10% is the blood flowing from the crown. Yes. And sometimes graphic design doesn't even have a signature image on it. I think Black and White, which is one of the books we recently worked on together, doesn't have any specific image. The branding of the series is a chrome bar at a diagonal, and that's half one side, half the other. Yeah. And it helps when this series is based around all the main characters have names that are colors. So you have black and white, obviously half black, half white on the front cover. You have cyan and blue, which is the one I'm editing right now. Half dark blue, half cyan. It's very easy to brand. And honestly, graphic design is very inexpensive, especially if you can do it yourself. Unless you know design principles, I caution doing it yourself. Because too often authors or people who don't know graphic design principles will get in there and they will start rampaging through like a 12-year-old that just got introduced to PowerPoint and it's not pretty. You remember the word art in Microsoft Word where you could like squish the words this way and that and have the orange drop shadow? I see that. And I can tell when people design their own covers because it looks like word art. Yes. So a lot of the genres that you'll see graphic design in, a lot of your urban fantasies, a lot of your action is the super common action, suspense, horror. Um, And then again, your nonfiction kind of books are going to have mostly your graphic design. One thing you want to look into is color psychology. Picking the right colors can make a big difference. If you have a book that is meant for children and it's a nice, light, happy book, you probably don't want a lot of red. You probably want more yellows and oranges and blues and greens, things that are lighter and happier because red is a very strong color. So keep in mind what colors represent as you're choosing them for your design. So I really like the front cover of my book. Am I done? Maybe. It depends on where you're publishing. If you want to get printed covers, then no, you're not done. You have to consider the spine and you have to consider the back. On the spine, you want your last name 
probably the publishing company logo if you went through one, the book title, and maybe a number if it's in the series. And on the back of the book, you have to leave room for your barcode. Remember that ISBN is very important to include. Selling books is important. Yes. (laughs) You want to have the blurb of the book there on the back so people can read it. There's a new trend. People are starting to put just reviews of either the book or the author on the back. I don't like it. I like to look at a book and find out what it's about. Know what I'm getting into. But that's the trend. I'm ignoring it. It's stupid. (laughs) And then if you're writing nonfiction, leave room for your face and a short bio. Yeah. If you're writing nonfiction, you want to be able to establish authority in whatever it is that you're talking about. And it's like, okay, I'm talking about killing people 101 and then I'm going to put that I am a black belt in Kung Fu Sansu and that I've studied for 20 years and blah, 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 blah. And now I teach. So therefore the world knows they can trust that I know what I'm talking about. I'm not some kid who watched too many Mortal Kombat movies in my mom's basement. Remember to keep in mind that it needs to be flexible across different sizes. And if you're marketing your book, which we'll talk about in our next episode, having a cover that is marketable and flexible, you can put it on all sorts of different Facebook ads or whatever and really drive home your branding for your book with the cover. If you want a fun little video about designing covers and mistakes that traditional publishing companies have made in the past, go to our landing page for this episode. I will put a link on there to Hank Green's rant about books. It is amazing and hilarious. I want to wrap up this episode by saying if you don't know how to design a cover, hire someone to do it. At least get other people to look at it who know design principles if you're designing it so that it is the best that it can be and it will sell because your cover is the first thing that people see. And despite that old adage, people do judge by covers. And until then, ride selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.